Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. Littlefinger Lance Zerline told him both Paul and Mike and Josh were the ones who left the trash in the studio. When we all know that Lance is the biggest slob at the epic station. Lance called Joel the villain of this station. True villains of this station? It's Lance, who we all once heard say he loved gaslighting everybody at the station. Paul. There's a fresh new feeling here in the Veritex Community Bank Studios. A new sense of wonder and change that we've all been craving. It's Del Olalea and the interlude. I'm going to be working my ass off. No, you won't. Yeah, I will. No, you won't. Yeah, I will. The Italian hand gesture. That was weird. That was... Sean, welcome in. How are you? How are you doing this morning, Sean? How's it to get up? You liking it? You liking waking up this early, Sean? Love it. <laughs> John and Dell again this morning with Sean on the board for us here this morning. Sean has lovely locks, doesn't he? Yes. He. If, for those of you, if you watch on YouTube now, is there a third camera in there for YouTube too? Yes. He yeah. just has to sit down to be seen, though. Oh, okay. It's set up where I think he has to be in a chair for him to see his hair he usually is that i can't say i can't tell you have your headband on today yeah he does yeah, he's got Keep it out headband. of his eyes that's his deal oh yeah that's his deal he doesn't want to sweat no no keep the sweat out of his eyes okay. while he's working nobody, nobody sweats in there <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. okay it's a little warm Slow in there down. sometimes yeah, yeah if i close the door it gets it's warm stuffy. you ain't you right. ain't digging ditches in there okay oh, you're pushing he, buttons calluses that's it. all over all over my fingertips <laughs> yeah people, people, people shake his hands and think that guy does hard labor yeah uh, well, right. I, I would wash the. You can't wash the board every once in a while, can you? Though uh, we should dust it at some point. Some of the people that have been in there pushing buttons, we would never wash it because it would probably just destroy it. But I uh, mean, maybe a, a good dusting, maybe that, some Lysol, maybe yeah, a baby wipe on there every <laughs> yeah, once in a while. Yeah. As opposed, to, one of us would actually have to do that, and no producer's going to do that. We just look at it and go, oh, I guess no one tried. Well, no one tried to clean it that yesterday. Feels, that feels terrible. There's though. always a little I, feeling man, of I'm not going to smell my fingers after working well, that board. Well, I don't do that at all. When okay. you when there's only like one time when someone will smell their fingers. Yeah, I did tell Jeremy <laughs> that once. I asked him that once after we went on a date. <laughs> Uh, welcome into the show, everybody. It is, um, it's, it's Texans day. It's CJ Stroud day, really. Is it a celebration for the Texans it's because a, things went their way yesterday? It's a celebration. It, it, they did go their way yesterday in a big, big way. Not only all day with Bobby Slowick and Gerard Johnson, but also last night with CJ just dominating the sports awards. So congratulations to CJ uh, he is the toast of the town, right? And deservedly so. He he took home athlete of the year, moment of the year, newcomer of the year, and it was just like a celebration. Every time that there were any videos of him or whatever, it was just all. What about was the CJ. moment of the year? Moment of the year was when he and Will Anderson, I guess, held up their jerseys. Oh, at, at, in the on press draft conference, day? at draft day, okay. yeah. or oh, in the presser in the, the day after, I guess, or they, that night when they were along both those up lines, there, whatever. I, okay, moment of the year was when both of them were drafted. So, uh, congratulations to CJ for dominating, right, rightfully so. He had himself a great year, you know. And this is good news that Bobby Slowick and Gerard Johnson are staying. It's uh, <clears throat> it's about continuity. You know, we saw Jalen Hurts really struggle this year. Uh, without his off, without Shane Steichen this year, after he left, uh, it was you know, and, and he struggled before, and now he struggled after. So, uh, keeping your offensive coordinator for another year, uh, you know, the two of them can grow together. I think Bobby Slowick is definitely headed for a head coaching job. Uh, getting another year, how about Ben Johnson saying, "I just I don't want to, I'm going to stay." Weird. Yeah, Boomer Sison said he was a lock for that commander's job, and Ben Johnson was like, "Actually, I'm good. Maybe I know." 
the Panthers' job was the one Lance was panning, saying that's not a great job. Maybe Ben Johnson looked at the commanders and said, eh, I, I mean, they, they're in position to draft the quarterback, but maybe he, he wanted no part of that. And maybe he sees potentially the, the Eagles or the Cowboys coming open. Maybe he has a foresight that they may have interest in him if it comes down to that. So he goes, I, I'll go take a premier job if, if, if it becomes available next year. I'll just put up another good year, yeah. and we'll see. Yeah, uh, well, maybe, maybe it worked. Eminem had threatened a diss track of Ben Johnson. Of Ben Johnson, if he had taken another job, he was going to write a diss track on, and and maybe it worked. And Ben Johnson said, "I don't want that." Eminem I, I say, "Sorry, M. I've got eight million a year, or whatever they're going to pay him as far as a head coach." Because didn't wasn't he the one being accused of having exorbitant demands for his first for his salary as a head coach? I don't know if the, those reports were validated but he was the one people looked at and said if he goes you're going to pay him a lot of money and not commiserate with the first time head coach he was he was asking for the moon oh yeah yeah so maybe maybe that was part of the deal too ben johnson said if you're not going to meet my salary demands i'll just stay here and go and wait for another job well no matter what job you take is going to pay more than an offensive coordinator right yeah how about the Texans stepping up though and telling you know Bobby Slowick, giving Bobby Slowick more money, giving Gerard Johnson more money behind the scenes? This war that is going on with the with the Texans behind the scenes with the McNairs and whether or not Janice is capable of running the team, if she or if she needs you know uh, supervision uh, from Carrie, the son. Truth be told. You know this went from the worst co- the worst ownership group to. A really, really, really good one. And I think, and, and Hannah's got to get her due on this thing. And maybe that's what why Carrie is is up in arms is, you know what? She's not a McNair. She's actually taken over this whole thing. She doesn't deserve to be, whatever the case may be, whatever the reasoning behind Carrie uh, getting involved in this thing now and trying to wrest uh, ownership or whatever he's trying to wrest from Janice McNair, um, it, it just, just seems like poor, poor, poor timing for all of us because it went from horrific, horrific ownership to what looks like it's really damn good. After this is the one year anniversary of D'Amico being named a head coach. And, you know, f- from that time on, from today, a, a year ago today until right now, boy, has that the, the outlook of this team and the per- and our perspective of what this team is changed. Well, they made the right decision at head coach, and then they made the right decision at at quarterback in the draft. I, we can get into who who we want to give credit to for for the draft pick, but it, it'll go under Nick Casario's as far as the executive of the year stuff and and his one of his wins, whether he was fully behind it or not. It'll it'll go to him. So if we're if we can talk about a bad owner, all all and now Cows and Hannah are good owners because they made two good decisions. That's that's how it happens. It, it quickly can change, and we know, at least from reports yesterday, they're willing to pony up, which I don't think was ever really in question. I don't think the, the Texans have ever been considered cheap when it comes to paying people. They were paying three coaches at one point, so we know they'll pay people. I think it's a two good decisions in a row led led to a complete change in the opinion, and I don't know how much I, I'm just going to shower them with praise, but you make a couple decisions, and things are – look it up and you hope that they continue to make them really it really has i mean it is a different I mean, a year ago today what did we think of these people well, honestly well, we knew, the incompetence that they had well shown. we knew the D'Amico thing was coming it felt like that was a foregone conclusion so we felt better about the the process of what was going on but yeah there were there was no validation of the decision yet so you you assumed the they were bumbling i'm going to use a nice word bumble Bumbling incompetence. I was going to use something yeah. more insulting. Uh, bumbling incompetence who maybe lucked into well, a guy who really wanted to be here. But ever since they've made that that move, things have gone their way. Yeah, well, it had been three, three years of changing head coaches, paying off five-year contracts after just one year, Jack Easterby, the Bill O'Brien mess, what looked like a terrible draft for Nick Casario because Kenyon Green was awful and, and Derek, Derek Stingley. Stingley didn't play. And holy crap, it was just a mess. And now we look at him and go, wow. what a cr-. Honestly, they, they're going to be – every, everything about them is different. They're going to be looked at differently as far as nationally televised games. Maybe even like 
Taylor Swift might come to a game or something. Are they playing? They're playing with. They're playing right? the Chiefs. Is the game here? I mean, it, do you think Taylor Swift probably would have taken that week off? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, but, but now she's going to go. Wait, I want to see CJ. And and if we're going by what what the on the on mic the on field stuff the mic stuff the mic up stuff of Taylor and Travis. They were exchanging I love you, so she may be around for the Kansas City-Houston game next year. She may be Mrs. Kelsey next year. Yeah, he'll be Mrs. Smith. He'll is be Mrs. Any Swift. Chance, there's a lot Mr. Of, Swift, excuse me. Uh, any, well, right. I, I would change my oh, – absolutely. Uh, um, any chance that there's talk that he won't even come back next year because why do I need he'll, this? He'll travel for the who, world. For what? He'll travel the world with – Yeah. You think she's going to – you think she's going to like a hanger-on – boyfriend yeah i don't think so you know she you feels think- like the type who hey go do something <laughs> see i couldn't be married to her then because i ain't well even your even your wife tells you hey yeah go keep working that i don't want change. you just hanging around that, that's gonna change soon trust me oh okay okay that's uh, is this the uh is this the uh, the this is my the one more year the this is my farewell tour <laughs> or do you want people to start tributing you honoring you as no the year closes i don't want out? any no i want to walk out quietly you know just walking out the back door bye everybody what no one last dance i'll for be you? at i'll be at prime playing poker do you want you want to you want to get I'll people be at island pines or wildcat you want to do a you sec- can find me at my office a day at six ten to honor your time there you want to do that and then as you know, you go to different cities, and six ten would be a place you spent time at. No, you want to do that? I'm not going back to six ten for a, just to a, say goodbye, for, just for a show. No, no, they don't want me. You no, sure? After all the stuff, the corporate pile of dung. Hey, okay. Feelings get smoothed over. No, it's been no, years. They no, they don't. No, get a rocking don't. chair from each station. You know, like a diff- like a retirement tour. The guy who yeah. named a you John, a, tour, a, a retirement, retirement tour. tour yeah. yeah, the guy yeah. who named you John Grant, Louisiana. Yeah, I'm not. No, you they, get a chair from they, them. It was a woman. Oh, okay. yeah. And uh, from New York, she was a news director in Lafayette, and thought my name Granado was too ethnic for Lafayette, Louisiana. Well, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, you mean. Lafayette, too ethnic, Granado, it's really? It's a different type of ethnic that yeah. they're not ready for. Oh, there's a big Italian community it is? there. Yeah. There is, in Lafayette uh, of in all Lafayette, places. Yeah, yeah. Is that how you found it? Yeah. One of your cousins said, come on down to escape whatever was happening in Chicago? Well. He didn't answer. He just no, said. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not divulging not any information that? at this time. I, I'm pleading the fifth on that one. Uh, all right. Vincenzo asked you to come down? No, Vincenzo didn't ask me a thing. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. Melvin wants to get in here and talk about the draft, and we will do that. We're pretty much – Lance isn't here again today, so we can take calls, okay? We can take calls because Lance isn't here and because he, he won't go on and on about I don't know what. Well, it is a draft question that Melvin has, so maybe we'll call Lance and find out what he thinks about this question. Nah, he's too busy looking You guys it. were co- bothering me while I was uh, well, in the middle of the like, most intense golf competition let me, ever. Let me call you like in the 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock hour. It wasn't 7 in the morning. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, there it was. It was an hour It was an hour difference. Yeah, then it was 8. It yeah. was 8 something. Yeah, that was fine. You're yeah. up drinking your coffee, getting I, ready. I kind of was. Yeah, was. you're already up. I was. Right now I'm talking about how about Louisiana's largest sports book. We're going to be there Monday and Tuesday. We want you all to come to Golden Nugget Lake Charles. I talked to the uh, actually the uh, person from Lake Char- from uh, Las Vegas Golden Nugget yesterday. As a matter of fact, making some plans to go to Vegas, and I just love the Golden Nugget people. It it is more difficult to get to Las Vegas. Obviously, it's so much tougher. But, but the, get the, on the plane and get, off the plane and the expense of the plane and everything else. Just a two-hour drive right down the road here, and you've got Las Vegas right in Lake Charles. Lake Vegas is what Lance calls it. Lake Vegas. And it's got the DraftKings Sportsbook, which is excellent. Blackjack games, bar top video, pokers and slots while you're watching all your games. Full-service restaurant. If you're looking for the best way to play, it just I just love it. Now you've also got the poker room, you've got the casino, you've got the pool, you've got the golf course, you've got the uh, the martini bar, you've got a blue martini uh, nightclub, you've got all the concert venue as well. It's the best. It's the best. I love it. We're going to be there Monday and Tuesday. We want you to all come out. But if you want to go and enjoy either the Super Bowl or March Madness, goldennugget.com slash Lake Charles. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Insert random audio clip 
now. Mr. Campbell, send that amendment. The amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? And the chair has done the amendment. adopted. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. All right, 713-780-3776 is the number if you want to get in here with us on ESPN 97.5. Melvin wants to get in here. First thing, he wants to talk about the NF. I think it's the NFL draft. Yeah, it's NFL draft. What's up, Melvin? Hey, what's up, guys? This is Nelson, not Melvin, but good morning. How y'all? Good. How are you? <clears throat> Good, good. Hey, uh, I wanted to talk. So y'all were talking about the draft. I, I had just ran into this uh, two-part series on YouTube that the Texans put out on their channel yes, uh, yesterday. Well, they put it out eight months ago, but I saw it yesterday, and it was just uh, following the draft. And uh, you know, you know, the Texans. Well, it followed you know the whole organization. It was just a quick video, but like 10, uh, 10 to fifteen minutes. But it followed how they drafted two, the two guys, uh, CJ and Will, and then on afterwards, it's like. Their interactions. The first time they, they, you know, they interacted with, uh, with D'Amico and Nick after the, they got drafted. Their emotions. Their them just talking about how happy they were coming to Houston, and it, re- it really showed like eight months ago how this, this like these two guys were just gonna bring in like a cultural shift to the team. Like you could tell that this was different. That they were, they were just ready to come and like start setting a new culture. You know, so I guess this is just. Little entertainment tip here, just to see if you guys want to check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, it's on YouTube, and it's the it's under the I guess the official Texans channel, the Texans channel. Yeah, you, you can find it there. Yeah. This, I mean, it starts with D'Amico Ryan's that hire yeah. was the first was the first kind of building block to what we're what we've seen since and drafting those two guys, and we remember well if you if you listen to the national talk of that trade. It was a trade that was panned because the thought was the Texans have just traded away a top five pick because despite the young quarterback, he wasn't considered the best quarterback in the draft. And you draft the, you draft the defensive lineman and then you're trading away a pick and you're going to be a bad football team. You're giving up a top five pick to the Cardinals. And that was people were going to point to that trade as something as one of the worst trades in draft history. And obviously um, those those particular thoughts can be pulled and people have to pull the receipts. I'm not sure people are doing their mea culpas and apologizing for that stuff, but the Texans are getting crushed on draft day for making that trade. So would you do it again today, knowing what you got with Will Anderson? Yes, I, I think it's an easy one. Yeah. Partic- because in the season, now if, obviously if the season hadn't gone well, then you're like, oh, we just gave up a, a, a top 10 pick. But every win that CJ and, uh, of course, Will Anderson was a part of that, every win made that pick less and less less and less damaging and until it became something we forgot about. And it turns out because you beat Cleveland, you still have a higher pick than them. And the, and the Cardinals pick is the Cardinals pick is um what? 23rd. Is that the pick no. the Texans traded? No, the Texans got the 23rd pick. The, their pick is 26 or what, okay. is, what was it? What's the Texans, Texans pick? were a final 18, yeah. right? So, so it wouldn't be twenty six. It'd be in that twenty four, twenty five range, something like that, right? Uh, would it be right? I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, but either way, the Texans have a higher pick than 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 the Cardinals do because the Texans were able to beat the Browns. Uh, correct. And listen, what did the the trade details? Listen, Sports Illustrated trade for Will Anderson labeled worst move, uh, worst move of NFL offseason. Twenty seventh is the t- is the pick 27th. the Cardinals have. Okay. That's what that's the Texans pick, the twenty seventh. Yeah. Even before taking a single snap, some analysts have dubbed Houston's trade for Will Anderson a bad move. Sports Illustrated called it the worst move of the offseason. How's it look now? Well, no wonder Sports Illustrated is out of business. Did that put was the trans guy, swimsuit guy on the uh cover, was that uh trans woman, I mean. Was, I don't I like don't, I, don't I don't like know. this area where you're in right, right now, but go ahead. Was that was that what what did him in or this headline that Will Anderson's trade was the worst? I don't know if either of those things were the final. You don't know. Straw. I said I just said I don't know. Yeah, I said I don't know. Well, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I said that. I actually said I don't know before. You, I know this is what you do. <laughs> That's what but I legitimately said. Told you I don't know. 
That's why I said you don't know. Yeah, thank, oh, thanks for confirming. I'm confirming that you don't know. <laughs> okay, thank you for that. I don't know what led to the – well, there are, there's a bit of a rundown of what led to the end of kind of Sports Illustrated. I just know Sports Illustrated wasn't alone in their opinion. Yeah. It was NFL podcasts around the trade, around that trade, discussing the NFL draft, what the Texans did, and what it would mean if they're giving up they, – they're giving up a chance of Caleb Williams – because no one expected C.J. Stroud to be as good as he was. Well, it was thought that they'd get Marvin Harrison with the fourth pick this year. I heard people talking about, like, well, if C.J.'s bad, why won't they just do what the Cardinals did when they drafted when they drafted Josh Rosen, then drafted Kyler well, Murray? They yeah, thought people Rosen would be that was, what, bad. the 15th pick? Sure. So? Yeah. The, yeah, I get it, but people yeah. thought the Texans would be so bad and C.J. Stroud would be part of the reason they were bad. They'd have to, they, would, they would have to punt on him, and but they wouldn't have to pick because they traded it away. Of course, all that, all that was wrong. And now Caleb Williams is in the middle of the draft process, getting skewered by former scouts. So you ne- you never know. And they were big wrong about the trade and the Texans overall. Yeah, no, 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 no. The Will Anderson trade looks fantastic, especially when you hear the guy talk. Especially when you hear his uh, behind the scenes. We didn't hear the Alabama coaches raving about him. Uh, we didn't because that was between all of the teams and and Alabama. What they say about kids, uh, you can you can, I mean, you don't have to blast a kid, but you can pretty much give the message to the uh, the team that's looking into him by just nah, you know. Nah. But with the way that we heard that Alabama coaches raved about Will Anderson, his work ethic, the 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 kind of guy he is in the locker room, the kind of athlete that he, everything about him. Um, the Texans were like, we got to have this guy. We have got to have this guy. And and that was probably, we don't know. It was a, a, allegedly a D'Amico move that he really had to have Will Anderson. And you know what? Uh, D'Amico was dead on on that one. You mentioned the Caleb Williams stuff. Tell tell, tell what, you're, what you brought to the table this morning. As I mentioned, Caleb Williams is now in the middle of the, of the draft process, which means Anyone and everyone could have an opinion, and depending on how vocal and, let's just say, outlandish you are, you're going to get attention for that. So, Caleb Williams, we know, is the prohibitive favorite to be the number one overall pick. Lance doesn't like to use the word generational, so I won't, but that that word has been used about him. And there is one former scout, former scout for the Jets, who has made outlandish takes before, like he thought Spencer Rattler would be the best quarterback in this draft. Um, that's not correct. Well, we'll see how good Spencer Rattler is. He has now he's talking about Caleb Williams, and he says he could be more Johnny Manziel than he is Patrick Mahomes because we know Patrick Mahomes is the comparison that Caleb Williams gets. Um, now we don't know about Caleb Williams. Haven't heard anything about you know illicit drug use or being a drunk. Um, so we don't. I don't know where particularly this gentleman's coming from. Daniel Kelly is the name, and he he just goes through Caleb Williams painting his fingernails when with the obscenities and, and not speaking to reporters after the UCLA game. He, he, he called Caleb Williams jumping into the stands to be consoled by his mother, a mental breakdown, which seems, he was sobbing. Well, looked like what he was yeah, sobbing. He was uncontrollably. sad, but that doesn't mean he was having a mental breakdown. No, but he was sobbing uncontrollably. Yes. Yeah, sadness. This is the, this, 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 why this bothers people or I don't know. Well, painting his fingernails, hate messages for his opponent. I kind of like it. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, it's better. It's better which than is what? Better, oh, Jalen, Jalen's, Jalen's painting his fingernails. You know, I don't know what colors it, he's painting. Generally, his it's black. I've seen a lot of black fingernail polish on Jalen's fingers. Uh, or or Caleb Williams painting his fingernails Saying with hate messages. F Utah. Yeah, I think if you are a fan of USC, you appreciate his distaste yeah. for Utah. Yeah, I mean, what, what if he painted horns down on his nails? Would they cut off his hands, or would they just actually have him like remove the? Pe- no, they, how they, do they? At UT, they would cut off his hands. He can't have hands anymore. Okay, okay. I mean, it's just so it's a it's a long diatribe by this guy Daniel Kelly. Now, some of it isn't unique to him because there are questions about Caleb Williams. We heard Ian Rappaport Ian Rappaport doing that doing dirty work probably for. Drake May's agent talking about how he quote tweeted something about Caleb Williams not showing up for his presser with like a glowing, glowing uh, review of how Drake May handles things. You know that was agent planted because I'm sure Ian Rapport in the newsbreaking business once an in that was dirty work, that was nasty work by Ian Rapport. So we've seen this stuff go on, but this guy, I would say, comparing him to Johnny Manziel, it is rough. Johnny Man. 
And yesterday I heard Jeremy talking about J.J. Mac- McCarthy as, like, he reminds him of John. What? Johnny Manziel, J.J. McCarthy? The guy I mean, who, They're the, totally. I don't. The maybe guy who, he, he said his body type. JJ's six three. At least listed three inches short, taller than Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel's top tallest listed height. Six. JJ McCarthy's three inches taller because yeah. I think Johnny. I don't even know if he's six feet tall, but that was what's listed. He's, I don't think he was six. I don't. Feet tall. I don't. I don't. Listen, I'm gonna tell Lance. Hey, you gotta put a a comp on him, Johnny Manziel. Let's see what he says. See how that works out for well, for anybody. I mean, you can't. You can't. Comp- don't mention Johnny Manziel in the same sentence unless you think the dude is like is some kind of a heroin addict. Yeah, it's it's a and rough that, one. Okay, that's a little harsh. Johnny, Johnny. Johnny did other Johnny drugs. did a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't know if he did heroin. He no, might, I don't remember that. Doc, and you know what? John, Johnny enjoyed himself. Oh well, Johnny played himself out of the snorted himself out of the league. Whatever. Yeah, you know. But we knew from that doc that he that was kind of Johnny centric. Didn't get into. We didn't hear for a lot from his teammates that he didn't really want to be in the NFL. He enjoyed the college experience certainly, but once he got to Cleveland, he wanted out as, as soon as he got there. Well, I, from what I heard, he in the in the um, green room over there well, during the NFL draft, he goes, he was like Cleveland. He didn't want to go to Cleveland. He didn't want. He didn't want any part of Cleveland. And I, Cleveland was just like, wait, what did we? What did we just do? Yeah, he doesn't want to be here. What? A lot like Jamison Williams when he went to Detroit. Understood. He did not want he, any part he, of Detroit. I, I don't know where Jamison Jameson Williams went to Ohio State. I'm not sure where he's from. Probably had probably had no idea what Detroit was. And obviously they were a bad team for his like entire yeah. young and life. Where he is. And now look where he's scoring touchdowns in the NFC title game. Yeah. So things can – now Johnny didn't make the most of it. Jamison Williams, when he's not being suspended for gambling, um, certainly has produced in Detroit. And that's a really good football team. Yeah. And, and then there was Wemby, who didn't want to come here. True. That's, thank you. Hey, how you enjoying that San Antonio? How about having the worst record in the NBA? How's that tasting? Well, maybe not the worst, but one of them. You suck. Yeah, and well, you know what? He's going to probably win Rookie of the Year. I don't know if he sucks. He sucks. The team stinks. Chet Holmgren should be Rookie of the Year. Chet Holmgren's not a rookie. Yeah, he is. He didn't play a, a, a game. I don't. I don't care. You're in the league for a year. Beat it. No, he didn't. No, he Beat wasn't. In the Sorry, league you, for a year. was he, he on the roster? Was he on the roster for a year? He's a he's the rookie of the year. Chad Holmgren. He's not a rookie. He's a second, much like when Ben Simmons won it, when Donovan Mitchell was really pissed because Ben Simmons had been in the league but was injured. Same deal. Now I don't know if Wimby's going to wear a shirt talking about why why he should win and not the other guy, but Chad Holmgren's not a rookie. Beat it. <laughs> Chad Holmgren. Rookie Sorry. of the year. Sorry. That doesn't happen in, in the NFL. Like, if a rookie tore his ACL in practice, would they give him the rookie yeah, of the year? Yeah, they would? Yeah. It happens in baseball. It happens in, yes. With, you could play, like, 30 games in baseball well, and still be rookie I know, of the I know year. What, I know baseball's dumb rules. Baseball's always been dumb. No. But I'm talking about... I know, if you don't play at all, you're a rookie. If you tear your ACL in preseason yeah. in, the, in the NFL, we've never, well, we've never seen a guy do that and then go win rookie of the year the next year. So we don't know if that's the rule or not. It has to be the rule. Why? Because you're a rookie. It's your first year playing. If if you play and tear your ACL in the preseason, I don't know if you're eligible oh, for rookie of the year. Find out. What, you know what? If you don't play 65 games in the NFL, you don't get any awards. That's it. That's the NBA. Okay. 729 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. 713-780-3776. Bring something to the table. Let's go. Get in here. Does he have a live spot to do? HRMP for you. Uh, HRMP is at 742, but okay. I will do it now <laughs> if you would like. Uh, time for me to talk about HRMP. If you would like to uh, get uh, out of whatever payroll you're doing, okay, if you're doing it yourself, you're really, really not as good at this, okay? You don't know anything about payroll. You don't. You don't know how to do it as efficiently as HRMP does. HRMP technologically is so advanced. It is. It is fantastic. Maybe you should do a tour of HRMP. I did, and it's like, wow, these people, the, the, the computer systems that they have, it's perfect every time. And this is why it is a lot less expensive for them to do your payroll than for you to do your payroll, especially if your company is growing and growing and growing, and you're, all of a sudden your payroll department has to grow and grow and grow, and you're paying people, and oh, by the way, are they as good at it? No, they're not. They're just not. So if you're really successful and you need HRMP, 
And you know what? Let those people handle the things that you don't know. Know what you don't know. You don't know payroll. You don't know taxes. You don't know HR. Know what you don't know. And let the experts at HRMP handle all of that stuff because they do know. HRP.net, 281-880-6525 or HRP.net. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. We control the spice. It is by the juice of Sapu that thoughts acquire speed. The lips acquire stains. Stains become a warning. It is by will alone I set my mind in motion. Currently, in the Veritex Community Bank Studios, one is a renowned forensic blood splatter expert. The other, an appointed master of haberdashery. It's John and Lance. Is a rookie a first-year player? Yes. Not according to the NFL. Yes. There's, there's a difference. No. First year you, can, you could have played in your great league, the XFL, for a year, and then played... It's the UFL, thank you. Well, it was. A, I don't know if it's a great league anymore. I'm talking it's about the greatest league. That's combined with the USFL. I'm not sure it's a great league anymore, but it was a great league at, at least at one point. And if you had played in the in the XFL and then started playing in the NFL, they wouldn't consider you a rookie. They consider you a first year player. That's, That's those are the rules. I'm what, looking at okay, it right now. Let me ask you a question. What's the definition of a rookie? First year Dep- player. Dep- it depends if you're in the NFL or not. Yeah, the NFL considers a rookie player. something else. Sorry, first year player. So the example from the previous segment was if a player got injured in the NFL, at, coming out of twenty twenty four draft, and was on an active roster, they would not be eligible to win rookie of the year. Uh, what back about to the, the NBA? Year. We were talking about Chet Holmgren. Oh, I know. Thank you. Good night. I know the Case NBA closed. I, bing, bing, bing. Winner. I brought up the Donovan Mitchell thing and Ben Simmons thing to let you know I am aware of what they'll do. I'm just saying myself, he shouldn't win it. He should. He shouldn't play. He he, play. So what? He's a rookie. He played the preseason. No. And and well, Wimby's a better. And Wimby's a better. Summer league, didn't he? Did he yeah, he played the summer league. Yeah. And Wimby's a better player anyway this year. The team just sucks. No, he's not. Yes, he he's, is. He sucks. He's better. I hate Wimby, and I will always hate Wimby. Oh God, because he doesn't want to. Come oh to God, Houston. forbid someone didn't want to come play for those tr- the trashy Brockets. Trashy. Three years. Oh, the three years who's, the, oh, who's yeah. The, who's on the brink of the playoffs? So you think a guy? Okay. So you think a guy from France should have been. Overjoyed to yeah. come play here, yeah. International, considering city. what they had been. The we don't last want your French anyway. He probably smokes. He probably smokes in restaurants. We don't want him here. What? Beat it, Frenchy. You pee in bars on the floor. What's yeah. the difference? Yeah. Oh, he's you're, would, he's, oh, you're better than pee. him. Yeah. You pee on the bar. You pee on bar floors. And no, you're better than the I guy pee who makes smoke. Bar floor because it was a Florida. It was in Gainesville. That's what everybody was doing. I, I don't know that wouldn't be uh, smokes. Yeah. No. 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 Uh. Let's get Spencer in here. We'll talk about Bill Belichick, but who doesn't? What's up, Spencer? Hey, guys. I know it's kind of a maybe an odd topic to bring up, but it's just kind of a strange time just because, you know, Belichick you know, is arguably the greatest head coach in NFL history. Saban is, is, you know, right there with Bear Bryant is the greatest in college football history, and they retire within, like, five minutes of each other. And, you know, I've always been a – Huge Tom Brady fan, you know, everything about him. And, you know, now that Belichick's done, and I'm not trying to get some hot take, I'm actually just kind of curious what y'all think. I mean, kind of looking back at Bill Belichick as a head coach, you know, it's hard to know, it's impossible to know, you know, what was the, what was the, what was the fuel for the Patriot way? You know, was it, was it having really talented players who work hard like Brady among many others? Or was it Belichick? It's probably a heavy dose of both, you know. And looking at Belichick over the last few years, you know, he was never a great GM, but the last few years was just, ugh, just awful. And then, you know, it was kind of strange. And I saw it when it was happening. And then at the end, it was like, yeah, that's kind of how this works out. His coaching staff the last couple of years was just just odd, like bringing in Matt Patricia to not be the OC or kind of have someone else be the OC. It was just kind of strange. And just I don't know. I thought it was odd. And so I'm just curious what y'all's thoughts or opinions are on his legacy. I think he's probably the – he's obviously the most successful from a Super Bowl standpoint, and he's probably one of the greatest. But, you know, the fact that he fell off a cliff after Tommy and Tommy won a ring, it is what it is. So, all right, thanks. Yeah, I – listen, I think it's telling. Listen, I think – Bill Bill O'Brien learned his general manager skills from from Bill Belichick. Over the years, Bill Belichick has really destroyed the roster. If you want to know that, I, I am I have always been. 
I remember having a, an argument with a guy in, in, in a bar. I don't want to mention his name, but he was like, it's Belichick. It's Bel-. And I was like, it's so much Tom Brady. And look at his record when Brady isn't around. Yeah, he, they had some great defenses. They really did. And Bill Belichick played a huge, huge role in that. I guess he set the tone for the. He did. He set the tone for the organization. It starts at the top with the owner, but it definitely was Bill Belichick who who set the the culture there. But I think that was more. If you want to know the truth, I think the culture was more Brady. Well, we heard which receiver was it that said we we something. I don't know what the phrasing was, but it pretty much said we played for Tom. Like Bill, it was Bill's team, but we played for Tom. I forgot what the exact phrasing was by the by the receiver. And I think that's the case. Now, Belichick, let him get hired one more time and not do well. And if Andy Reid tacks on a couple more Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes, the talk will start to begin like, sure, Bill Belichick has the, has the Super Bowls, what, six? Tom Brady has seven. Bill Belichick has six because Tom won one with the, the right. Bucks. But if, if Andy Reid can get to four, and they'll start to point to Andy Reid was good with he wasn't great with Alex Smith, but he made the playoffs. He was really good with Donovan McNabb in Philly. They'll start to point to Andy Reid and go, he won with multiple quarterbacks in multiple places. He didn't win the Super Bowls, obviously. That came with Patrick Mahomes. But let Andy get into the four range or maybe five, depending on how he wants to hang around. I think it'll start to shift, mostly because everyone will get tired of calling Bill Belichick the GOAT. But you give him a fail, another failed exper- like experiment in another in another city, and Andy tax on two or three more. I think I think the talk will shift to Andy Reid, mostly because he will have shown to be successful in multiple places where Bill could only have done it with one guy. Forget about just one place. He was only good with one guy. Uh, I'll tell you who else is on the, the ascension is Kyle Shanahan. Well, he's got to win some. He's got to win some. Absolutely. But I'm talking about the best of but all time. Yeah. Well, continue on this pace that he's on. I mean the. The, the good, now he's had some down years. There's no question, but look at the results of him. And when he when he goes to a place, the quarterback turns into a genius. I mean, it it's amazing. He's the true quarterback whisperer. Look, and we're going to forget because Patrick Mahomes will go on to be one of the best to ever play. There were a lot of questions about Patrick Mahomes when he came in. Oh yeah, and now people were wrong in their evaluation. Or maybe they're right. Maybe, or maybe and Andy, Andy Reid right. Reed got him to a point, and now Bill Belichick will will say. Well, well, Tom Brady was a six-round pick. Look what happened with him. Uh, but so, sure, there's always a combination of quarterback and head coach and how they work together. But I don't think this that this particular thing where we where we stamp Bill Belichick as the best of all time while he was still coaching is something that will that's a lock to remain. I think I think there's an active coach who's going to be in another Super Bowl who's got a real shot to to maybe start to pull some of that that belief away. If he can win a couple, because he'll have Patrick Mahomes until he decides he doesn't want to coach anymore. I, I listen. I think Andy Reid is a genius. I, I think he's. I'm not. I'm not all that. In, I'm not a Bill Belichick uh, true a believer. I'm just not. I'm just not. I, his record without Tom Brady is, and I. I and you're going to hear more and more and more about this from guys in the future about that organization and how it how it took off, <clears throat> and how. The role that Tom Brady played. Um, Reese wants to get in here and talk about some football recruiting. What do you say, Reese? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, hey, uh, I was going to ask. I, I know they do recruiting rankings. I was wondering if they do portal rankings for us transfers. They do. And also, uh, has this Colorado faced any sanctions from the NCAA? Well, they're not under investigation right now. Who knows if that'll come? We know Tennessee, that dropped. What yesterday that Tennessee's in- well Colorado admitted to the NCAA there and they and I think they've given themselves some self sanctions. Oh, okay. they had recruiting violations and but they're I don't know if the NCAA has accepted them or what, but I do know that they reported themselves, Reese. Yeah, uh, but not not all of not everything. I can tell you they didn't report everything that they've done. Well, who who does that? You Nothing. Alton McCaskill. I mean, hey. Dell. What? My name's not Alton. I Why? didn't say your name was Alton. You I thought I made a mistake. I thought I just said Alton McCaskill accidentally. That's interesting. I don't know why that name popped into your head. Well, but, but yes, they they do do recruit portal rankings. And and as far as in Colorado being investigated, John's certainly correct. I'm not sure where that's gone or if the NC, 
NCAA. Apparently, Deion Sanders, Colorado, had minor NCAA violations. They got dinged for 11 minor violations since his hiring of 2022, and they self-reported those. So a major one is the one John so artfully alluded to when he mentioned some random guy's name out of the blue. I don't know why he said that guy's name, but you can <laughs> kind of guess. Who knows if that if anything will come of that? But the, the current team under investigation is Tennessee for name, image, and likeness violations. So for, we know Florida State got hit. And now Tennessee's the next in line. And it'll probably be more names coming out because NCAA is kind of p- trying to push back on what had been the Wild West as far as NIL stuff. And two major programs are in the crosshairs right now. We'll see who's next. Uh, appreciate it. The, the portal rankings, Caleb Downs was number one. He went from Alabama to Ohio State. Caden Proctor, number two, Alabama to Iowa. I Why think, would anyone go to Iowa? I think it's from Iowa. I think it's from the area. Oh, Home Tony, it's ridiculous that you. I mean, you must have. Tony must have come up with some money for that kid. Yeah, he's from Des Moines. Is he? Yes. No one's from Des Moines. Well, he is. I Walter just told you. Nolan goes from the Aggies to Ole Miss. Isaiah Bond from Alabama to Texas, Texas. and boys, Alabama pissed about that. Look at all these Alabama transfers. Well, Holy crap! The, Three of the top four are from Alabama. They signed up to play for four Saban. of the top six. They didn't sign up to play for Kalen DeBoer. That's terrible. Man, that dude walked in and goes, where's everybody going? Sorry, we're here for where's, Nick. Where's everybody going? Hey, Tuscaloosa is not so great when Saban's not the coach. We're going we're gonna to head out. Uh, that's just, my goodness, that is just uh, awful for Alabama. I feel bad for Alabama. Yeah, we all feel bad for them. You know who else I feel bad for? KPJ. When we come back, I'll tell you why. Boy, he caught some bullets. He caught some bullets from a dad. A dad who knows. A dad who was in there. Uh, we will hear that on the other side right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Right now, though, I'm talking about Chastain Ford. I love Chastain Ford. I was thinking about Chastain Ford this morning, as a matter of fact. My F-150, I love my Lightning F-150. And I don't, you know what, you can have all your thoughts. There's the, you got hybrids out there. If you're somebody that really is wants to get into the electric a vehicle business. You got hybrids out there that are just probably perfect for you. But I love my I love my Lightning. They've got them in stock on the, on the lot right now. They've got Explore. They got everything you could possibly want. You've got one point nine percent for seventy two months on all two thousand twenty three F one fifties. The F one fifty is <clears throat> great. It's the the best vehicle you could possibly have. I love my F one fifty. One point nine for seventy two months. That's ridiculous. That is so good. You need to check it out. They got mobile service for you where they will come to your business, okay? If you've got a mobile fleet, you need uh, uh, cars to work on. Instead of taking it to Chastain Ford, Chastain Ford will come to you. This is innovative. It is awesome. It is what Chastain Ford does. They are going to get you the best service that you could possibly have, and they're going to put you in that vehicle at the price that you have to have it, with the service that you have to have, with no markups, no add-ons, it's not what they do. You're looking for the best way to get into that Ford car truck or pre-owned vehicle. ChastainFord.com on 6th and Homestead, not Hempstead, five minutes from downtown. Chastain Ford. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Pitter-patter. Well, pitter-patter, let's get at her. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. is the number. If you want to get in here with us, you are more than welcome to do that. We're just hanging out, but we also got this that we've got to get to. All right. Kenyon Martin, did you see who who was he on? Who this was some uh, pod? Gilbert Arenas. It was Gilbert Arenas podcast. Kenyon Martin, Kenyon Martin Jr. Of course, played here the last few years. Kenyon Martin obviously has some insight into what was going on with the Houston Rockets. When asked about Gilbert Arenas, asked him about this Rockets team over the last couple of years, kind of. <clears throat> Well, it's kind of telling what he has to say. Here it is. Rockets are 22 and 24 so far this season, have already matched their win total from last season. 
Has Ime Adoka officially changed the culture in Houston? Feels like Ime's come in. But again, you don't have the same players there. You can't trade, you can't change the team up and then. Uh, even when they, I, I said this, even when they would have had the same team, mm-hmm. it would have been different mm-hmm. having Ime there. Yeah. Right? I just, I, I just thought that. Because it's just the talent that they had, there was no. They was losing too much for. Yeah, it was just, it was, it, it was, there was no respect for Silas. Yeah. What I saw, right? A lot of talent, but there was no, so it's just hard to coach that when when you don't have the locker room. And I think M.A. would have came in, he would have demanded that, and, and certain guys wouldn't have been able to play for him. Mm-hmm. With the t- same team, certain guys wouldn't have been able to play. The whole team wasn't was, I know, that's what I'm saying. The whole so, team so the thing, was just a so few. The whole, the whole, no, it wasn't even a few. Just one. Yeah. So, <laughs> just so like, yeah. like the, the, whole, the whole team wasn't troublemakers. It was, but they were so young with no guidance, mm-hmm. right? You put some guidance. They would have won. M.A., the same team they had last year, right? If M.A. Dekas, if M.A. Udoka is that coach, they win more than 22 games. So, <clears throat> did he... Did he outwardly say? I think he might have said it outwardly in another part of this. Who that one player yeah, he was? He blamed one player in particular. One player in particular that was, quote unquote, troublemaker. Mm. One player who's gone now. No, he's no longer with us. I I don't know why he's calling out Ty Ty Washington like that. It wasn't Ty Ty. No, not Ty Ty. It was KPJ. KPJ. And I will tell you this, I don't know that, I don't, it's it's really kind of funny. They, he was not, he was not disliked. As a matter of fact, he was very much liked. He was the, KPJ was the only one that showed up when Ime Odoka was hired. So he was looking to be someone who was part of the new new regime. He was not against it. No. He wanted to be here. And he would have been here except for what happened, where he's been accused credibly of assaulting a woman. So that is why he's not here. The Rockets wanted him here. Troublemaker or not, alleged troublemaker, I guess I would say, or not, the Rockets had a plan for him, and they wanted him here until they couldn't, until it it wasn't sustainable anymore. He was, man, well, if your kid plays, you know what's going on. Kenyon Martin Jr., uh, and, and, you know, he obviously he got a lot of his traits and a lot of his <clears throat> the way he plays and he probably got a lot of advice from his father. His father, Kenyon, seems like a, a solid, solid guy. And if he was told, man, this KPJ, not good. I didn't realize. I honestly, Lance had said it a few times. He was like, "We got to get that. Got to get that guy out of there. Got to get that guy out of there." The perception that I had of the kid was that he was misunderstood. That he was, and then, and then, of course, the incident in the hotel room, which he, he, he has been. He hasn't been charged, or he, he wasn't found innocent. They, I think, they dropped the charges, right? I, I don't know where it stands. I know it turned into the woman in question being less than cooperative. Well, no, yeah, no. I think the charges have been. I don't know if they've been dropped, but they have. It's been resolved. The I, issue has been I resolved. That with is no in line with there what is happened. No pro, yeah, we don't know what happened behind the scenes with settlements or whatever. But the, the fact of the matter is, he is accepted that, a plea deal with the NYPD, yes. pleading guilty to a misdemeanor charge of reckless assault and second degree harassment. Yeah, yeah. So. He well, so he he, he, he pleaded. Guilty. He pleaded. Yeah, he he, he, he pled. He pled me. guilty um, on on minor charges as opposed to the major ones that were uh, were facing him. Yeah. yeah, that he was facing. Also saying, and I, this I think was pretty obvious. There was no respect for 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 Silas. Do this you think is, some of that comes from <clears throat> the higher ups? Because I. There are stories where organizations back coaches and it leads to the players understanding that no matter what you think or say, this guy is our guy. Do you think the Rockets gave Steven Silas that backing? That, that hey, we don't want to hear the issues. This is your dude. This is the coach. You play. I'm not, I don't. I don't know what, I don't know what kind of backing. I don't know. I guess I would ask you, do you think they, they could, they can go around the coach and talk to, people in the executive class 
um, if they felt the need. I don't know that. I don't okay. know that. I don't know that. I could. I couldn't say that. I could say that. I think. I think Silas was a lame duck for the organization. I think the organization realized that he was not the guy. But why win now? Well, we got to win for who? For what? We need them picks. Well, we, we, well, we need, well, well, it, it had happened here in the past. Bo and Porter he was perfect for it because Bo, he sucked at coaching. Bo Porter knew. Bo Porter had yeah. got the same treatment where we're not looking to win. Now, baseball's different. I don't know how much shepherding you can do with younger players in baseball. You go up there and hit. I guess you can teach them how to play, but you still got to go up there and be talented. I think, but I think, Bo, I don't think, listen, I didn't walk away from Bo Porter's era here saying Bo Porter can't manage. Mm-hmm. I know, I know Steven Silas can't coach. I know Steven Silas was not a good, not, he's, and now look how, how, how well he's doing in Detroit. I, look, you can, everyone fought, lines him up for that, but. There's a guy making making eighty million dollars who st- who should be blamed. Steven Silas is an assistant. It'd be like blaming whoever Steven Silas' assistants were here for for what's going on. Well, Monty Williams, blame uh, him. He, it was on it's on him. Yeah. So so uh, so I mean, but there we could you could see it the lack of respect for. I mean, you could I mean you could feel it. You didn't have to be in that room. They just didn't. They they just didn't play for that dude. And he was listen. I think management was right. If you'd have brought in Ime Adoka, well, I don't know that Ime Adoka was last a, year's a, team. A, yeah, I don't know that he was available I mean, last this, year. This year team, yeah, he wasn't. He was well. He was coaching. No, no he, he was out. He was he out. out but there were some issues he had to do. Yeah, with, he had as, a, as, as we well know. It, yeah, I think maybe a sitting a year was really good for Ime yeah. Adoka. Whatever. But if you'd have brought in a different coach, it, he would have won more. That's exactly what Kenyon Martin just said. He would have won. He Ime Odoka would have won more with this with that team. Or he would have called enough of those players soft ass boys that no, there would have been no team to play. How about they would? No, how much harder would they have played for Ime Odoka than they played for Steven? I think. I think sure, coaching matters, and we've talked about this before. But adding Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks may makes Ime's job easier. He's. It's not a bunch of all twenty and twenty three. 20 to 24 year olds trying to find their way trying to make their mark you have guys who are established who know how to play the game no matter what we think of dylan brooks he is a legitimate good player in the nba there weren't a lot of those on the rockets last year how many good players were on the rockets last year well i mean how much better would shangun be have been last year uh with 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 ime but we see with ime we're we're picking apart jalen green's stretches of games to see where there's a po- where there's positives he's still the same player he was last year pretty much yeah pretty much so i know i know what Kenyon but, but Martin's- how much how much better would he have used jabari jabari admitted last year steven silas didn't run one play for him. this isn't a question of whether i or think steven silas said it i know I, we don't run plays for jabari i'm not what? saying steven silas was good or he may would have made them better I'm just pointing out the fact that you have Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Fleet makes his job easier, and and we see in some instances the some players are the same ones they were last year, and they're the post and he's supposed to be one of the most talented players on the roster. So 22 wins, they probably would have maybe got to 28, 29 because yeah. they don't have Van Fleet. No, I agree. And 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 Dylan Brooks, but 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 Eme would have made that would have been better. Yes, Steven Silas. He was per- actually, if you want to know, Steven Silas was perfect for this team. I don't know why we're giving him so much a stick. They didn't want to win basketball games. They didn't want to win. That's right. That's why I said he was perfect yeah, for this saying. team. I know people are like, oh, how bad was he? He did what the Rockets wanted him they, to do. He lost. Yes. And, well, he didn't do it on purpose. No, I know he didn't. I know he didn't set out to do that, but the Rockets got their man, and, yeah. and they got the results they wanted. That's exactly. 759 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. 713-780-3776. If you want to get in on the other side, you want to talk about that or anything else, you're more than welcome. Boom. ESPN 97.5. God listens to us, too. Sir Linus, you are not wrong.